Hello, 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 hello. How is everyone today? I have um, some guests on my show today that I was just recently introduced to, and I'm super excited because it's something outside of my knowledge, my know-how, or anything else, and it's something I found really, really interesting because the more I've I'd say the more I've researched or dove in today, the more I realize that I'm just missing the boat on a few things that are going on out there in the world that can actually really help women quite a bit. So today I'd like to introduce you to um, Leslie and Gina. And Leslie is, she's an OBGYN. She's um, also a woman's health issue uh, expert. She is co-author of a book with our other guest, Gina, who is a venture capital expert. She's been ranked in Forbes. And now that I've told you all these amazing things about them, what I want you to know is they're in the business of cannabis. And I really actually don't know much about it. I live in a state where it's ill. It's, I guess it's still illegal. And so I just kind of, kind of missed out on this whole thing. So today you're going to learn so many things, and it's going to be so cool. I just want to say thank you for being here, and let's do this. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the Motivation and Adventure Coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt, and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Gina and Leslie, if you don't mind, just introduce yourselves really briefly. And then at the end, we're going to pull all this together and get all of your details into not only into the podcast, but into the show notes, but let everybody know about you right now. So they know that we're not just like being crazy out here. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far because I think we are being crazy <laughs> out here. But I'm Gina Dubay. I am a serial entrepreneur. I have an engineering degree by trade. Um, ran software companies, was a VC, had a company called Pearl, which I started in my basement to teach my children entrepreneurship, which ended up being ranked on the Forbes list. Um, we were Forbes five, Inc. 500 twice. Wow. And Leslie and I, I sold that company retired and Leslie brought to me this opportunity. Les and I were backdoor neighbors. Okay. And I'm Leslie Apgar. I am an MD. I am a board certified OBGYN who has obviously been passionate about women's health my entire career. And in 2008, I stepped outside of that and opened up a medical spa in addition to practicing OBGYN. And when this opportunity came to bid this dispensary, I thought my friend was crazy. However, I thought, you know, Western medicine has really been failing us in so many ways. And I was really disenchanted with the practice of Western medicine. And I thought it might be a really cool opportunity to do things differently and better. And so I jumped and I stopped practicing GYN in 2017. I can't believe it's been that long. And I've just been focusing on my medical spa and then our dispensary that 
crazily enough, we won when we bid. <laughs> so it's oh, really? oh wow. Okay. So so tell me about this. When we were when we were just chatting prior to going live, you mentioned that cannabis is actually not just something that someone would use to cover up symptoms, but it's something that can actually help different symptoms. So talk about that. I mean, the people who listen in were, it's all women. And I want to hear how this works. So much to my shock, I learned when we started diving into this industry that all humans have something called an endocannabinoid system. And every day we're all making our own cannabis or cannabinoids. They're just endogenous, which means our own body makes them. And I didn't realize that. I didn't know that we had those little molecules floating around. I didn't know we had a network of receptors in our body. I didn't realize that was that mind-gut connection that I knew kind of existed, but we certainly weren't taught this in medical school. So it turns out that a lot of us are deficient in our endocannabinoid system. It's called clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, easy for me to say. (laughs) And if that happens, then our bodies are not running at their best. It means that we're depleted. And when we're depleted, we have a high inflammation state and we can run into all kinds of inflammatory conditions and then diseases. And that is really difficult because women certainly suffer from a preponderance of lots of autoimmune disorders. So what cannabis does, it's like taking a vitamin. So if you're low in vitamin D, I would give you a prescription and you would go take D3 pills over the counter to to put your levels up. That's what cannabis does as a plant. It's our source of those cannabinoids that can then replenish our own body's levels and help us function at our best. And when that happens, when your body is balanced, as cannabis helps us balance, then we can really let our own bodies heal ourselves. So it's not that I look at cannabis as a as a panacea, as a, as a chemical or as a plant that heals everything, but it certainly can create a state of wellness and um, balance. And it certainly has lovely properties such as helping with sleep and helping with pain and helping with anxiety, all the things that we have seen run rampant in COVID. Oh, okay. I could go a thousand ways with this right now. So first, at some point, I definitely want to talk about the whole stress um, issue that COVID started um, or or made more apparent. Exasperated. Yeah, exactly. Exasperated, right? Um and I guess there's two things. Like for me, I just thought that, okay, sorry guys, this is, this is just me. I just thought that if you, if you used marijuana, you were either only getting rid of pain or it was kind of like a let's just get high thing. But okay. you heard what we heard. Okay. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. It was right. Whole- Reefer madness. <laughs> exactly what I told my children. Exactly what Leslie yeah. told hers. Mm-hmm. What we've really discovered is cannabis is not an entrance drug, but an exit drug to the opioid issue. Oh. And also for those suffering from many of the chronic symptoms of cancer, Parkinson's, MS, it really helps alleviate symptoms. And then for things like anxiety and stress, it allows people to cope in a way that they're not impaired, which many drugs do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's your, your concern is exactly legitimate because 
the cannabis industry started as a recreational one and it's been sort of masquerading as a medical one, but it, it really in its essence has always been a recreationally focused industry. And that's just wrong because it's not about the THC. THC is the component that most of the listeners would know is the one that makes you high if you take enough of it. And it's the one that causes the intoxication at high doses, but that's not what cannabis is. Cannabis is mostly and should be mostly CBD and all the other cannabinoids, the minor cannabinoids and the terpenes, the terpenoids, the flavonoids. There's 500 different things inside a cannabis plant, but it really is not about the THC. And I'm the one who gets all these lovely consults that come in from our average patient who's something like 62 years old. And everybody is saying, I don't want to get high. I don't want to get high. And I said, yeah, that's not the point. We're not trying to get you high either. So there is a complete misconception about what cannabis is. It's, it's completely justified given how this industry has been rolled out in our country. So in such a disjointed manner. And even today, Gina and I every day are fighting to have CBD, cannabidiol, which is the non-intoxicating um, anti-inflammatory component of cannabis, which probably a lot of the listeners see at gas stations and Target and whatever. As a side note, please don't, don't <laughs> please buy there. Please don't buy that. I, I mean, okay, that, that's what I was getting ready to ask you. Is that is that real? That stuff? No. Whatever we're seeing? No. Often there? not. Often not. It's not regulated. It's a very gray area. Hemp and cannabis are really the same thing genetically. It's just a definition that a, that a plant in the ground that has less than 0.3% of THC is called hemp. And a plant in the ground that has more than 0.3% of THC is called cannabis. It's absurd because if you measure the amount in the plant at any given time in the process, you're going to have varying amounts of THC. So it's just a silly way of doing things. And if the cannabis is not being regulated by a state entity and tested, then you as the consumer just don't know what you're getting. You don't know if it's been tested for the heavy metals and the toxins and how much THC is actually in there. You may have a job where you have to get drug tested and you may innocently take this, this CBD bottle and put tincture in your coffee every day. And you may go take a drug test and fail the drug test because funny enough, even though it said there was 0% THC in there, there actually was measurable THC in that bottle. So my caveat, our caveat always to the people listening to our lovely listeners is to please do your due diligence read the label and look for something called a certificate of analysis or a COA. Often it's one of those little QR codes that you can scan with your smartphone. It will take you to the website that shows you the lab results for what it is that you've purchased. That's what we have to adhere to in our industry. It's very highly regulated, which is obviously to provide safety to the consumer. I mean, that's first and foremost always, but that's our caveat because the CBD industry is the wild, wild west right now. It's totally unregulated. And you don't know what you're getting. So many of the tests show that there's either zero CBD in a product or there's too much THC. So we really advocate for buying the highest quality CBD that you can, that has a certificate of analysis, so you know what you're taking and getting. Very similarly to vitamins. There are good quality and poor quality. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and forgive me if I'm just like, Boom, completely missing the point. But so the CBD, can anyone buy that anywhere? That's, is that a... 
it's looking like, yes, as the farm bill has passed and more and more companies are getting very savvy about delivering things online, you know, any savvy consumer is going to be able to find CBD. It's just the quality that they may or may not okay. be able to, to so get. If, if I wanted CBD, I could actually go to your store and buy it and it could be sold and it can be sent to Texas. You can get CBD sent to Texas. We typically don't cross state lines, but okay. you can get CBD from a variety of reputable companies online and have it shipped to Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so you don't usually, for y'all, you're, you're in Maryland and you don't normally go outside of state lines, but you are definitely teaching consumers all across the country and probably further abroad so that we understand, right? right. So is it the CBD? That <laughs> I could I could just drag you guys into this mire here because I'm totally uneducated in this. Is it the CBD that's going to do all the good things for me? It's a combination of all the things in the plant. As it turns out, they work better in concert with each other. It's called the entourage effect. So CBD, if you add a little bit of THC, works better. And THC, if you add a little bit of CBD or a lot of CBD, works better. So it's it's funny. Gina and I have such different metabolisms. And we were really very innocent in the cannabis world before we opened this up. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you take cannabis into your body, it affects you very, very differently. Like some people, some of our listeners, I won't point fingers, but some, <laughs> some of you may have tried cannabis in high school or in college, and you probably smoked it because that's the only way that we were able to kind of have access to it. And that has a certain effect that people will kind of either remember fondly or not fondly if they took too much. But when you eat cannabis, it has a completely different effect. And what's interesting is that I can take the smallest amount of THC by mouth and feel the effects intensely and feel them for a long, long time. Gina, not so much. She can take a lot bigger amount and she's actually fine. However, I did give her one time a um, combination of THC and CBD. And I said, now these are strong. So just take this amount. She said, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she took, you know, half of it or whatever it was. And she said to me later, she said, Les, wow, that was a totally different experience. Like I I slept like a log. My, my knees weren't hurting. Like, you know, all the aches and pains went away. And I said, that's because it had CBD in it. It wasn't just the THC. So it, it really is cool to see it work on us, on our patients. Right. And you can also do it externally. We have balms, creams, uh, bath balms, all kinds of stuff to help like arthritic pain or joint pain so that you are not impaired at all. You have no psychoactive effects and it's not in your bloodstream, but you're still getting pain really. Mm-hmm. We even have like long acting patches that go on the skin and give you up to like 18 hours of pain relief. Really? Those those are micronized and those are intended to, to go through the um, skin a little bit and get into the bloodstream a little bit. But anything topical, like a rub that you put on your knee or something is not going to get into your bloodstream unless you're really overusing it. And those give our patients great relief. We like to look at it as layering. So that's not going to fix the need for a, a total knee replacement, but... If you're taking an edible, you're taking something by mouth, tinctures or a capsule or something by mouth, and you're rubbing that stuff on your knee, really, you're going to get through your days pretty well. And most importantly, you're going to be able to sleep at night. And when we can sleep at night, we are more resilient. Our bodies are able to heal. It's just our, you know, our depression is lifted. It, it, it makes such a huge impact if we can get ourselves to sleep. Yeah. 
I'm, yeah, I'm a big proponent of sleep. So, okay, there's two questions there then. One of them is, I'm going to come back to sleep for a second. So the other question is, is that, um, so a lot of people are taking ibuprofen or, or whatever, you know, the non-steroid things, um, because we've got injuries, you know, our knees hurt, there could be arthritis or whatever. So this is taking the place of that. Correct. 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 And it's a safer pathway. So it doesn't have the stomach ulcers and issues. Um, So it is a much safer way of medicating. And that's what, why we have to do so much to educate. And it's just, it's such a travesty that this isn't taught in all medical schools. I have no idea why it's just an absolute travesty. You have a completely interconnected, very powerful, very ancient system in the body. I mean, we're taught the circulatory system. We're taught the nervous system, you know, the endocrine system. How is it possible that we don't know about the endocannabinoid system? So until we really start educating our providers, it's up to us as the consumers to really educate ourselves and then to teach our providers and teach our friends and teach our parents and teach our kids that there is another way of healing out there and it is a much safer way. But what we need in this country is for cannabis to come off of schedule one because the FDA cannot do research on cannabis that's publicly funded or university sponsored because it's considered equivalent to heroin or cocaine. Yeah. They say it has no medical value yet. They own the patents on um, synthetic cannabinoids that are on the market and have been on the market since the 80s. So it's just, it's like talking out both sides of their mouth. So which is it, you know? So we advocate wow. for it coming off of schedule one, going on to schedule two and doing rigorous testing and analysis because what we see is anecdotal response. That being said, we see enough of it to have confidence. Our patients come in with the tiniest microdose of cannabis. Those shaking from Parkinson's stop. In many cases, they go from not being able to drink a cup of coffee, not being able to read a book, to being still. And can you imagine the gift that that gives people to be able to feed themselves, things that we take for granted? And so we've seen it so many times. We recognize that there is an anecdotal value here, but in a statistical study, we can probably prove that. Mm-hmm. And so we really want the research. Yeah. Now we do find it in Israel and Canada, but we would like U.S. sponsored studies. Mm-hmm. Doctors are funny; they want U.S. data, and I um, give lectures all the time. And, and you know, that's always what I have to couch my lectures with: that there are, there is data in the United States. It's just not that robust, you know, double-blinded, randomized, controlled trial that we certainly want. And cannabis is complicated. Doctors don't use 500 drugs together to see what the outcome is. We do one drug, one variable at a time. And cannabis medicine is very much outside of that um, whole way of thinking. And so we really have to embrace this as a whole nother way of healing and a whole nother way of research. And we have to get some really good data so that we can be really confident with our recommendations. We have to be careful, Gina and I, just because we've seen it 300 times that this works for this condition. We have to be careful about, you know, saying that indication because we don't really have a great study to draw on. So it's just, it's frustrating not to be able to practice the best kind of medicine that I possibly could. But I will tell you that us opening up this dispensary and us being on the front lines and seeing these patients, it's the most impactful medicine I've ever practiced. I mean, it brings us to our 
It also, we see our cancer patients. I mean, in the end, cancer wins, but it allows them to live their last months and years with dignity, with more awareness, not to be opioided out to where they can't say the things they need to with love to their families without pain. Mm -hmm. And so we do see value. And these aren't two casual cannabis users. That isn't who we are. Right. Will we ever be? Right. But we advocate and can tell you anecdotally what we see, and it's compelling beyond belief. Yeah. I mean, I, I signed up to be a doctor to ease suffering. I mean, it's, it's part of who I am as a, I don't know if it's a calling or whatever, it's in my DNA to help people. And the way that cannabis helps people, all people, and not just women, obviously, we take care of just as many men. It's it blows your mind the suffering that happens behind the scenes where to your face you would think somebody's doing just fine. I mean, Gina went out the other day. One of our um, favorite individuals is this big burly guy, and he is a vet, and he suffers from crippling, crippling, crippling PTSD. Now you would never know it to look at him. He's what two fifty, big guy, strong. strong. And um, tell the story. You went out to the car and what happened? You know, we've moved to a curbside model with COVID because we don't want to put any of our patients or staff at risk. And so we try to keep the interactions outside on the curb. Everybody's masked. And he pulls up and he said, I would have committed suicide yesterday without cannabis. Oh, my gosh. It brought me to my knees. And he's sobbing. I'm sorry. Everybody's sobbing. Of course. But his honesty and his transparency were so to be admired. And he's found a way to medicate through his PTSD. And he's a father of three or four children, married, has all the problems that we have every day in our lives, in addition to, I, I believe, a brain injury and PTSD from serving in our forces. Yeah. And so to know that you were able to help one person like that is compelling beyond I'm not sure. Just one patient. I mean, there's all the other patients that you're seeing and all the stories that if you ask the question, you're going to hear. But I'm floored by the suffering that happens when these patients, I finally, you know, I get them um, by email initially, and then I arrange a time to speak by phone to them or by Zoom. And the stories and what the families are dealing with. Like you talk about like the autism spectrum disorder and you talk about those kids that are suffering from crippling anxiety and sometimes self-injurious behavior. And then what the parents have to deal with. I mean, the parents need freaking cannabis. Everybody needs cannabis, right? At that point. Um, but it's, it's just astonishing what people have, um, the resilience of, of people, especially during COVID, because we saw a huge uptick and business with COVID. I'm sure the alcohol industry did as well, but the PTSD, the anxiety, the depression, and we're still seeing the effects of that today. Um, but cannabis in small doses, the THC in small doses is wonderful for, for anxiety and depression. And THC is such a wonderful agent to help you sleep. It gets you into that deep, restful, cell, cellular reparative stage four sleep, that sleep of the dead, where you wake up and you don't know what your name is for a minute. And like, you don't think you moved in bed all night, the kind of stuff that we haven't had for a couple of years, some of us <laughs> at this age, but it's, it's been very interesting. So again, I fall back on education because 
people who hear this and think that they can just go to their local dispensary in any of the states that have a legal program and, and try to get whatever is there may not have the experience that we're talking about. And so Gina and I started a business called Blasiva because when we first entered this space, we're like, this is ugly and tawdry and we would never want to buy any of these products as women. We're smart. We're savvy. We know I don't what we need want. my AK-47 today. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd, this industry. I mean, it's just absurd. So we created Blasiva and Blasiva is a predictable, reproducible, pleasant, uh, discreet experience. We started with vape pens because vape pens are very safe and quick. And our patients who are having anxiety right now or PTSD right now, or who can't sleep, that's a, in seconds, I can get you to where your brain quiets down and you feel like you're not going to vibrate out of your skin anymore. It's kind of like what you would experience with a glass of Chardonnay the end of the day, but without the calories and it's a lot healthier. So that's what we started out with. And we just have a line that's growing ever and um, bigger. And the gratitude from our patients Mm -hmm. when, when they tried our products and they're like, wow, where have you been all my life? And you know, they buy 10 at a clip. So we've moved from anxiety and sleep with Blasiva to another product called Soothe, which is for premenstrual cramps, perimenopausal issues, endometriosis, and chronic pain of any sort. And it gives you a stronger version of our balanced product, but it relieves pain. Our future products include um, something for appetite suppression in terms of healing, and also something for sex and libido called Smolder. But it's really to help women. It's to help with the effects of chemotherapy. It's to help with the effects of just growing older because we see a spectrum with women. When you're in your teens and your 20s, you've got premenstrual cramps. When as you enter your 30s, you might have endometriosis. But as you hit your 40s, you've got that perimenopausal. All hell's breaking loose. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's It's not not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And so women need to be uh, revered women need to be respected. Women need to have some attention. And this industry has really ignored women. And as we know, women are the entry point for the family's healthcare needs. They're making healthcare decisions about their children, about their husband or their partner. And the fact that they have been so completely disregarded in this industry was horrifying to me and Gina. And we gave ourselves permission a few years back to say, if we think that something is attractive or cool or inviting, chances are everybody else is going to think that too. And so we just took that idea and ran with it. And we created a line of products that is sexy. It feels good in your fingers. It it looks pretty. Um, It smells like vanilla or cucumber lime. And then the Soothe product smells like um, lemons. So it's just, it's all the senses, right? It's what women want. And there's nothing else like it on the market. And we're just loving the positive remarks that we've heard from our fellow females. Okay. I now I feel bad. Me. I'm not in Maryland. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you want placebo in Texas. Right? Absolutely. Oh I'm thinking, huh, what have I been thinking? Sorry, Gina, you were going to say something. It's all good. I spoke to one of our patients yesterday, a breast cancer survivor, and she came through and she said that the products were the only way she could keep food down 
during oh. her chemotherapy because it really, cannabis does anecdotally reduce nausea and allow people to eat. Now, some people don't want that. And there are variants within cannabis that are actually an appetite suppressant. So you really have to know what you're looking for. And at least at Greenhouse Wellness, we have 300 different varieties for you to choose from, as well as tinctures, creams, lotions, balms, flour, vase, pills. Mm -hmm. We've we've got every every different kind of ingestible or Mm -hmm. form Mm -hmm. of cannabis. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. So when people come to you, you can actually speak with them, figure out what they need, what product's going to be best so that you don't have like a consumer like me who'd just be like, I'll just get whatever I think looks right. And we don't want you falling and we don't want you impaired and we don't want you psychoactively impaired either if that's not what you want to be. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's trial and error and we believe in start low, go slow. You know, the first time you might not have enough, then we'll dose up a little bit, but it's not all a panacea. It doesn't help for everyone, but the large majority of our customer base finds significant relief from their issues. And the thing that makes us so different from the rest of the industry is our relentless focus on education. You know, if we're not educated, we can't educate our staff. And if our staff isn't educated, they can't educate patients and then the patients can't educate the community and then their providers. And what's really cool is that despite the blowback and the pushback that I got, that we got from our friends and cohorts, um, especially my fellow physicians, we are now seeing these individuals as patients or they're sending us their loved ones to care for. And in fact, just this last week, the end of last week, I got two phone calls from physicians saying, please, when are you going to do another can cannabis education. I want to come, I want to come, I want to come. And I think what's happening is that they're seeing their patients who are with or without their permission in the cannabis program, using cannabis, getting off of psych meds or sleep agents or Percocet. And they're seeing their patients get better before their eyes, just like we have been. And now they're like, huh, there might be something to this cannabis thing. Perhaps I better get myself interested. So it's just, it's been very, very, um, it's been a really fulfilling time, I will say, but there's so much more work to do, so much more education to do. Uh, But that's what makes us different. Yeah, that's, um, I am literally blown away right now. Um, There's not a lot out there in kind of the, the general world that I haven't paid a lot of attention to when it comes to health and fitness. Um, And I I really, truly, I guess the reason that I didn't pay any attention to this was going back to high school, going back to, you know, how bad everything was, right? Um, As far as you don't, don't, here's your brain on drugs, right? Um, And it never occurred to me that there could be a lot of healthy uses, like I have a friend who has Parkinson's so bad that, I mean, he can't eat by himself and he can't walk and stuff. And I'm just thinking, why is he not doing this? And so that's, wow, congratulations. And to have, I have to say this, like the people that I do know in this industry, I mean, I know them from business and they're all guys and they're all um what I would think of as a stereotypical person who would be in the industry. So to be able to talk to a couple of women who are highly educated, you know, highly successful 
and paying attention. I think it's very awesome. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that it, it totally changes everything in my head for it. And I'm always, I always tend toward plants. <laughs> like that's my first line of defense for most things. Never occurred to me this was a plant that I would think about. So, yeah. So it, it's helping with sleep. It's helping with stress. It's helping with pain management. It's helping with a lot of stuff. So I have to ask if you guys are strictly in Maryland. So what happens to someone who is outside of your area and they want to see what they can do to use Well, we're trying to get placebo manufactured in all 50 states. Right now with legislation, we have to find a manufacturer in each incremental state because you can't cross state lines. So go to your dispensary and have them reach out and contact us. We are happy to facilitate those relationships. Um, Our goal is education. And we wrote a book called High Heels, and that's H-E-A-L-S, and to talk about different anecdotal views that we have or experiences that we've had with our patient base. And it's just a raw, unbiased, here's how it is. It doesn't aggrandize cannabis Mm -hmm. nor demonize it. It really talks about the reality as we have seen. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's a funny behind the scenes look at what these two best friends went through to get this business up and running and then what happened when we did. It's also, uh, I don't want to say for beginners, but I'll go ahead and say it's for beginners. So the language, we tried to kind of repeat ourselves a little bit so that some of these terms are hard to understand. And we put a little primer in the back that breaks down cannabis medicine a little bit and gives you a couple more resources to look at because it is overwhelming and you don't really know what to believe when you start going into this Pandora's box of cannabis. But it is a it is a useful tool if you're interested in learning a little bit more and kind of want to understand a little bit more about what we've been talking about. It's, it's a behind the scenes look for sure. Okay, we're going to definitely link to that in the show notes. Um, and we'll also link to Placeva because I want people to be aware of that. Um, and so since this is such a broad topic and I'm coming to it without a huge amount of knowledge at all, tell me what I should be asking you that I'm not asking. What do people need to know? You know, one of the common questions is, is cannabis addictive? And We don't see that. We do find that people are habitual users. But our first patient, patient number one, was in the Afghanistan skirmish slash war, broke her back in a Humvee accident, addicted to opioids and narcotics. Terribly. Yeah, terrible extent. Mm -hmm. She came in the first day, didn't drive. Her pupils were pinpoints. In three months, she worked herself off of all of her opioids, including the pump, and dosed with cannabis. And with three months after that, was off all the cannabis. Wow. Those that are determined can. We would never advocate for a three-month Three months withdrawal. was aggressive with how many narcotics she was on. But, I mean, she was, she was, she was at her wit's end. I mean, I, I think the thing for me that everybody needs to understand is that traditional medicine is about putting band-aids on things and it's not about fixing the root of the problem. 
And cannabis is one tool in our toolbox about fixing the root of the problem. You always have to talk about diet, right? Diet, Food is medicine. And that's something that they did not spend enough time in medical school on. And it's just a travesty. But you know, that is one thing, exercise and nature and love and meditation. But cannabis is another aspect to that, you know, that, that whole plant medicine. So apparently I should have gone to a different kind of medical school and been a naturopath, (laughs) but I'm certainly learning it now. So I think that the whole paradigm has to shift away from Western medicine insistence on treating symptoms instead of focusing on wellness and prevention. So that's the way, those are the questions we really need to start asking. And I think COVID has been a really cool um, opportunity for us all to take a step back. First time I've heard it. (laughs) Well, listen, (laughs) I'm not saying that there hasn't been a tremendous amount of pain and suffering. I'm just looking for the bluebird on my shoulder here, my sweet girl. I love that about you. Where I'm looking for the silver lining. And I think the silver lining is that it's given us an opportunity to look creatively at how else to do things and maybe how better to do things. And it's given us confidence to know that we can do things in a different way and still succeed. So the other thing that we have learned is that people who have used cannabis traditionally were Mm self-medicating and didn't realize that they were self-medicating. I mean, for ADHD, for ADD, for PTSD, People were using cannabis without realizing that they were trying mm-hmm. to fix the, pro- yeah. the underlying They thought problem. they were just using it recreationally and maybe subconsciously they, they realized were. it, but they didn't know consciously that that's what was happening. And when it's pointed out to them, it's like, wow, you're right. I've been using this all my life for these reasons. So it is, it is an opportunity for us all to look at ourselves and our Um, the way our assumptions are created and formulated. And certainly Gina and I had to go right up against them out of the Mm -hmm. gate with this, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. It's, it's really not that way at all. This is a plant that has been in human use for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. There's ancient remains of cannabis with mummies from Egypt, from Siberia, from China, from all over the world. This is, this is a plant that has grown on the outskirts of any kind of human um, population. It has been used in ancient rituals and healing rituals. It was a part of our pharmacopoeia in um, the 1800s until it was deemed illegal by Big Pharma and our lovely political system. So it was really, it is ancient human knowledge that we're kind of rediscovering. And, it, and this is from the Western trained doctor, okay? Right. I was not trained this way at all. I've had, to, I've had to learn all of this on my own. But yeah, I think it's an opportunity for us all to ask some serious questions about our own health and perhaps try and do things a little bit differently. Well, I am, like I said, completely gab smock smacked actually because i i knew nothing about this and this was one of those interviews that sounded interesting to me but i really like you know didn't know y'all yet and i am so intrigued by everything you're doing uh i'm a huge believer in plant medicine i'm a huge believer in you know staying as close to what we need as possible without all the extra 
editions of Possible Western Medicine. And so I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you guys for making it like normal. Like, this is so normal to actually have this conversation. And it's very, very interesting. And you guys are already so successful in your own way that um, I find this um, very, 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 very appreciated. So could you do me a favor? Um, I know your book is High Heels. And we will be linking to that in the show notes. Um, and then you have a couple of other companies. So could you tell us a little bit about those companies and then we'll wrap up because I know you guys are very busy and you have things to get back to. Well, our women's based product company is Blissiva, which is a combination of the word bliss and sativa. So it's B-L-I-S-S-I-V-A and you can find us at blissiva.com. And then we have a dispensary in Maryland called Greenhouse Wellness. And on that page are videos, podcasts, information, a lot of good things about cannabis and pros and cons. So feel free to come by and check it out. Thank and the you. last company is, is highheels.biz. And then we have a lot of our educational resources on that that you can um, look to if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about cannabis. Okay. And we will link to all of this in the show notes. Um, and, and I did want to just say one more thing, which is on top of everything else you're doing that's so interesting. I noticed that your company has gotten like the best place to work two or three years in a row. So congratulations. That says a lot thank about you. who you are. Yeah. Thank you. So thank y'all so much for being here and everybody who's listening. I hope that you stop by the show notes because we will have everything in there for you because you really need to meet these ladies and see what they're up to. It is, um, very, very, very cool. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one-on-one clients, and I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and bye for now. See you.